In your Bibles tonight, Romans chapter number 13. Romans chapter 13, the title of tonight's message is a little bit catchy. Politics and the will of God. Politics and the will of God. And uh, I want to share with you several verses of Scripture here in Romans chapter 13. And I think you'll understand the title and the message here in just a minute. The Bible says in Romans chapter 13, verse number 1, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. For rulers are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Wilt thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt have praise of the same. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid, for he beareth not the sword in vain. For he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. Wherefore you must needs be subject, not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. For for this cause pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers, attending continually unto this very thing. Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And we finish our reading there, and I want to draw your attention to the context of this passage of Scripture. Tonight's message is titled, This Politics and the Will of God. And this first seven verses of Romans chapter number 13 has a lot to do with the Christian's relationship to the state, the Christian's relationship to government, the Christian's relationship to politics. And how does this relate to the will of God? I have to start with a kind of a joke. You know what politics means, right? When we understand words, we break the words down, right? Uh, the word poly, poly is many. Ticks are bloodsuckers. So you put the two words together and you can understand it, right? Uh, and we understand that there is, in fact, corruption in politics because people are part of politics. But the message that we need to learn from the, this passage of Scripture tonight is that God ordained political government structures. And God ordained and has asked that we submit. And there's some things here in this passage of Scripture that I think will help us. First of all, we need to consider the context of Scripture. If you begin looking with me at the end of chapter number 13, the context before and after, I'm sorry, the end of chapter 12, the context before and after our text, this, this teaching, this clear teaching on our relationship to government, the spirit of the text is very clear. Uh, you can look at it with me, verse 17 of chapter 12. The Bible says this, Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lieth in you, live peaceably with all men. Verse 19, Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. Vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Lord. Verse 20, Therefore if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, thou shalt heap coals of fire on his head. Verse 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil of good. I love verse 21. 
Now, the spirit of the verses leading up to chapter 13, verse number 1, is a spirit of the Christian living a life that's pleasing to God and not becoming like the world. Earlier in chapter number 12, the Bible says, Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewal of your heart and your mind. And so the spirit of the Christian resonates in chapter number 12 and rolls right into chapter number 13. And the Bible says, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And there's a ring in our ear of verse number 21, be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good as we roll into verse number 1 that says, let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. The spirit of verse number 21 in chapter 12 rolls into verse number 1 of chapter number 13. And the idea is we're going to be working at knowing and doing God's will. In chapter 12, verse 2, we're trying to find and do the perfect will of God. And the context of the scripture puts the pieces together. And God is working in his word through Romans chapter numbers 12 and 13 to show us how to know and do the perfect will of God. And it has to do with our relationships to believers. If you look at verse number 4 of chapter 12, the Bible says, For we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office. The message is, hey, listen, you're part of the body of Christ, and you need to learn how to get along with other believers in order that you might know and do the perfect will of God. Our relationship to others is in consideration. Our relationship to enemies is brought into consideration. Do you know the way that you react to enemies affects the will of God and how you perform and do the will of God in your life? And so the Bible says, if thine enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirsts, give him drink. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And then, God in his word, the apostle Paul writing here, wants to help us to understand how we can know and do God's will in regards to our relationship to government and politics, political things. Have you ever noticed something? The matter of government and politics can be an issue that makes people downright and outright mean. Have you ever noticed that? There are folks who will pick a ticket fight to the death there are folks who'll pick a principle and fight to the death the truth is God expects us to deal with politics and government biblically now I don't want to be misunderstood here I'm not saying that you can't have political opinions or that you have to bow down to every political whim or every political leader No, I'm for being an active voting citizen of a country. I'm for standing for what is true and right and biblically sound. But I'm just telling you something. If you allow politics to cause you to act less than a Christian, then you are not going to be able to thrive and do and know the will of God. Politics, And so when we lead up to this passage of Scripture, chapter 13, the context is of utmost importance because the Lord is teaching us how to thrive and do His will. 
He says, if you're going to thrive and do, do, do my will, you're going to have to know that you're part of the body and you can't be upset with other believers who are doing other things. You can't be jealous of the head. You can't be jealous of the feet. You remember the hand-eye coordination thing? He says, if you're going to do God's will, you're going to have to get along with believers. And then he says, how do we deal with enemies? If you're going to know and do God's will, the enemies, you're going to have to deal with the enemies the right way. And you don't avenge yourself. You don't give evil for evil. It's eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth stuff. That is not the way you deal. You overcome evil with good. And the theme continues. And God says, hey, look, if you're going to know and do my will and thrive in your Christian life, you are going to have to have the proper relationship to the government. This is tough stuff right here. I ain't kidding. But we lead up to chapter number 13 with be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And this passage changes. It doesn't change. It just continues with a sweet spirit in verse number 8. Chapter 13, verse number 8. Look what it says. Oh, no man anything but love one another. Love one another. The Bible says in verse 13, let us walk honestly. Verse 14, put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. And so sandwiched between these commands and sandwiched between these emphasis on knowing and doing the will of God and having the right spirit and the right attitude and thriving in the Christian life, we have seven verses that teach Christian people how to react and respond to the government that they live under. It's important. We understand politics and the will of God. You see, your reaction and response to the government that is over you plays a role in you being able to thrive and know and do the will of God. The Bible says in verse 1, Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. The first thing I want to bring to your attention tonight is this. Number one, be subject. How am I supposed to react to the government that I live under? Be subject. Be subject. How many of you have a hard time being subject, submissive, yielding? You're looking at one. I don't like to submit and yield. I like running the show. But the truth of the matter is, government is absolutely necessary. Government is orchestrated and ordained by God. You know that if we did not have any government structure at all, we'd be in big trouble, right? Anarchy is scary. And God's ordained that government would exist. This principle begins in the book of Genesis, chapter number 9. It's an interesting verse of Scripture. The Bible says that for man's blood being shed, man's blood being shed is required. That's the Cody Sturgill version. The Bible begins right there teaching us, and it clearly teaches there's a punishment for doing the wrong thing. And all through the Scripture, God allows and orchestrates and ordains that laws... 
are upheld and kept and peace is enforced. You know, we have a sin nature and we're sinners. And we do what we can get by with in our sin nature. Government is important. The Bible says that we are to be subject. Let every soul, who does that accept? No exceptions. Let every soul be subject of the higher power. The word subject literally means to submit or yield. What are we to do? We're to be subject. We're to submit to the higher powers. We're to submit to the government that is ordained over us. The Bible says here's some reasons. For there is no power but of God. The powers that be are ordained of God. All power begins with God and the powers that be are ordained of God. God has allowed and God has orchestrated and God has set up power and structure and government what are we to do submit now are there any exceptions absolutely yes if the government ever asks you to do something that's contrary to god's word you always choose god's word but we're talking about the spirit of a christian here the spirit that says, I'm going to get along with other believers and I'm going to have a humble, submissive spirit to the fact that God has given me a place. The spirit of a believer that says, I'm going to have the right spirit and attitude and actions towards my enemies and I'm going to let God do the right thing. I'm going to do good. It's the same spirit that God wants us to have as we consider government. What are we to be? Angry anarchists for the rest of our lives in the name of Jesus. No. Subject. Be subject. As much as is possible, live at peace. Be subject. Yield. Why? Because God's ordained government. The powers that be are ordained, ordered of God. Be subject. The Bible continues, says verse 2, Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. Three times in this passage of Scripture, resist, resist, resist. Now look, that's not the spirit of God's people. Resist, resist, resist. Have you ever been around somebody that's just angry all the time about some political issue? Resist, resist, resist. Now I'm, I'm passionate. I'm passionate about political things. But I'm not going to have... A mean spirit. And I'm not going to let my passion about politics prevent me from being a God-fearing, gracious, kind, loving person. I'm not going to let your political opinion that's in opposition to my political opinion prevent me from wanting to be a blessing to you. I'm not even going to let it prevent me from having a conversation or loving you. Because this spirit of resist, 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 it's not something God puts in our hearts. It's something that the devil uses to cause trouble and harm the work of God. Resist. Whosoever therefore resisteth the power, resisteth the ordinance of God. The Bible says if you're just being stubborn and bullheaded in the government system that you're in, that you live under. And it just so happens that we live in the United States of America. They say, you, you think, well, that's Bible times. Things were good in Bible times. No, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is the Apostle Paul, a Jew, giving instruction to the church at Rome. And the Jews and the church at Rome were subject to a pagan, wicked, rotten power, the Romans. They didn't have it easy. 
He said, resist. If you resist the power, you resist the ordinance of God. You resist the structure that God set up. Be subject. Submit. Be subject. Don't resist. Don't war against. The Bible says if you do, you resist the ordinance of God, and they that resist shall receive themselves damnation. You're not going to help yourself. You're not to help the cause of Christ. Be subject. The Bible continues another place in the same passage, verse 5, and talks about the same thing. Wherefore, you must needs be subject. What's the Bible wants to be? Be subject. Submit. Yield. Be subject. Not only for wrath, but also for conscience sake. He says for two reasons you should be, you should be subject. The first reason you should be subject is for wrath's sake. He says, look, if you rebel, you're going to suffer the consequences. There will be punishment. For wrath's sake, be subject. But he says also for conscience sake, be subject. Worried about the consequences in wrath is one thing. Worried about the conscience issue is another thing altogether. For conscience sake. Just because it's right. If you cheat on your taxes, I believe the Holy Spirit will convict you of that. You should make it right. If you blatantly, wickedly rebel against the law of the land, I believe as a Christian that the Holy Spirit will convict you of that. And for conscience sake, don't war against the government. If political policy is constantly a burr in your saddle, I'm going to ask you to do something. Ask God to give you grace to submit, to be subject. Now, I'm not saying that you don't speak the truth. I'm not saying that you don't promote and vote for people who have Bible policy, Christian principles. By all means, vote, vote, vote. Speak, speak, speak. But I'll just let you know something. If you let your opposition to government give you a spirit that doesn't please the Lord, you've not, you're not subject. And do you believe, I believe and I know, that our response to what's going on in our society politically can and will cause us to fail to thrive in regards to the will of God. How do you know that, preacher? Well, I know that God doesn't bless an angry spirit. God does not bless a fearful person. God does not bless somebody who's sick and scared and mad and angry all the time and unwilling to trust God even in times when the political climate is anti-God, and quite frankly, I believe it is right now. But if I let a politician rob me of my joy, my joy is rooted in politics and not in Jesus. The Bible just says real simple, be subject. Be subject, yield. When you yield, you yield to the Lord. When you yield, you yield to God's plan. When you yield, you just say, Lord, you know this. Take care of this. I trust you. Be subject. Number one, be subject. Number two, do good. Look at the Bible says, verse three. For rulers 
are not a terror to good works, but to the evil. Will thou then not be afraid of the power? Do that which is good, and thou shalt save, thou shalt have praise of the same. I love that phrase, do that which is good. What are we to do? We're just consistently, as God's people, do what's right. Do what's right, do what's right, do what's right. Most of the time, our political angst is the byproduct of fear. We're afraid of what might happen down the road. We're afraid of what might, what might be the byproduct. And so we get angry, get upset. And the Bible says, look, do what's right. Do good. If you'll do good, you don't have to be afraid. Wilt thou then not be afraid, verse 3, of the power? Do that which is good. Do good and don't be afraid. Look, do what you know you have to do. Do the best you can. Make sure you pay your taxes. Make sure you keep a tag on your car. Make sure your insurance is right. Make sure, I mean, do what you're supposed to do. Do good and don't be afraid. Do good, trust the Lord. Do good, respect the police officers. By all means, respect respect the police officers. God ordained them. They're great. Are there bad apples around? Yeah. There's bad apples in pulpits, preachers everywhere. Don't stop coming to church. Respect the rule of law. Respect the government that God has ordained. Be subject and do good. If you do good, the Bible says you don't have to be afraid. If you just do right, you don't have to be afraid. Because when we do the right thing, God takes care of the details. Does that mean you'll never have any trouble if you do good? No. That just means that God's going to take care of the details and you can rest in God's plan. Do good and don't be afraid. Verse 4, if I were to summarize verse 4, it says, Do evil and if you do evil, fear. Look at the Bible says verse 4. For he is the minister of God to thee for good. But if thou do that which is evil, be afraid. For he beareth not the sword in vain, for he is the minister of God, a revenger to execute wrath upon him that doeth evil. What's the Bible? If you do evil, you can expect the ruler, the government, to crack your skull. I'm pretty sure that's what it says right here. Do good, don't be afraid. Do evil, fear. You have a reason to fear. There's an interesting term here that I love to think about. It puts things in perspective. And really, I think if I ever get a chance to preach to a bunch of politicians, I'm going to preach on this verse. Look at this verse. The Bible says in verse 4, He is the minister of God. Who? The president, the vice president, Congress, the congressman, the mayor, etc., 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 the police officer. He is... The minister of God. How many of you ever looked at the president and thought, there's my minister? <laughs> That's what the Bible says. He's a minister. The president before him was a minister. The president before him was a minister. That's why in a lot of European nations, they have a prime minister. The minister of this and the minister of that. It's a Bible term, minister. Look at the scripture says, I'll have you know, minister is not a word of power and authority, though. The word minister, you know what it is? Deacon, servant, one who administers, executes the commands of the king. The Bible says that politicians are to be ministers of God. 
They're ministers. Now, I'm confident, I know for a fact that by and large, most politicians have moved away from their ministry. But God ordains politicians to minister. What's that mean? To administer the commands of God. They're a minister. What are we to do? In light of our relationship to the government, we're to do good. Number one, be subject. Number two, do good. Number three, it's so simple. Pay tribute. Pay tribute. The scripture says in verse number six, for this cause, pay ye tribute also. For they are God's ministers attending continually upon this very thing. Verse number seven, render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. What's the Bible say? God's people are to pay their dues. Pay tribute, render. And it doesn't just stop stop with paying your taxes and cursing as you drop that check in the mail on April the 14th. Pay tribute. What's that mean? That means we're supposed to be an active part in our society. Pay tribute. The Bible says, pay you tribute also. Verse number 7, render Therefore, to all their dues. What do we do? We're supposed to do what we're supposed to do. Tribute to whom tribute, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear. That's respect. Honor to whom honor. Look, we pay tribute. We're to submit. Do what we're supposed to do. Do it with the right spirit. Why? Why? Because the Bible says in verse 8, we're to love one another. We're to love one another. And we're to walk honestly before the Lord. We're to put on the Lord Jesus Christ. We're to live this Christian life because guess what? The little section here in Romans chapter 13 is very tiny. Our relationship to the government should not be our number one concern. You know that? We should not allow our relationship with the government to prevent us from doing our number one concern. Our number one concern is to live the Christian life, to love one another, to win the lost, to further the gospel, to promote the work of the church. Our number one goal and responsibility is to be Christians, to live for Jesus. Do something for our life with our lives that matters for eternity. But the devil knows, and so does God. The devil knows that your relationship to other believers will keep you from knowing and doing God's will. And the devil knows that your relationship to your enemies and your temptation to be bitter will prevent you from knowing and doing God's will. And God also knows that you can get hung up feuding and fighting and resisting this and that in the matter of politics and government and miss God's will. If you let political things rule your emotions and your life, I want you to know something. 
you're missing out on God's perfect will. It should play a role, but not the most important role. So, what should we do? Okay, be subject, do good, pay tribute. Politics and the will of God. What do we do? Submit. Do not let the political climate prevent you from being a thriving Christian. Don't do it. Oh, the devil loves angry Christians. Burn up and angry and bitter about political things. Does that mean we've got to be quiet? No. That means we've got to be Christians. May God help us to put politics and the will of God in the right order. Perhaps Romans 13. God gave us Romans 13 to protect the church from being such political activists that we miss out on our primary agenda of the gospel. May God help us to understand politics and the will of God.